Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Jog Talk Podcast with Ty and Cricket. Yeah. Episode number 25. Silver anniversary. Our silver anniversary. We made made it. it. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't fallen apart yet, ladies and gentlemen. It's actually unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Okay. So, uh, give us our rundown, please. So we can get straight into it. Okay. We're going to start with our current events. I'll give you my topic. You go ahead and give yours. My topic is on this new documentary, Athlete A. That's what it's called. Athlete A. Mm -hmm. About the U.S. gymnastics team. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's going to be real. I haven't watched it yet, but I have the topics. Mine, a study published on June 26, 2020 uh, by the University of Southern California. Marine training may take more mental than physical grit. Yes, this is my kind of topic. Yeah. All right. You going first? Well, then we got to get what's our body of our uh, episode about today, that topic that you wanted to discuss. Uh, So uh, as far as questions go, we're going to talk about a simple truth or what is a simple truth about exercise that most people ignore. Can't wait. And then what else? Myth busting. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to talk about why long distance runners are skinny and sprinters are muscular and that sprinting makes you muscular. And yeah. long distance running makes you skinny. This is a myth, I believe, so I'm excited to it's, understand It's it. kind of a chicken or the egg type of... I don't understand that. Okay. All right. Who's doing their current event first? You go first. Yeah, I think I should go first. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay. So, uh, to help determine predictors of success or failure in elite military training, Leslie Saxon, Doctor Executive Director of the USC Center for Body Computing, and fellow Center for Body Computing Researchers monitored the physical and psychological activity of three consecutive classes of Marines and sailors enrolled in a 25-day specialized training course. This is a study. Yes. Uh, A total of 121 trainees participated. Only slightly more than half, 64, successfully completed the course. Researchers found there was no correlation between finishing and performance on physical training standards. A 55% such as, failure rate yeah. on mental standards. Did I jolt you yeah, a little bit you kinda, on your... I was very focused on my lines here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> such as hikes or aquatic training. Physical markers such as heart rate or sleep status also did not play a role. Isn't that interesting? I love this. Keep it coming. Rather, the biggest determinant was mental. Ha! <laughs> Trainees who identified themselves as extroverted and having a positive effect, the ability to cultivate a joyful, confident attitude, were most likely to complete the course. (laughs) I love how I just put myself as somebody who accomplished a Marine course Mm -hmm. with a 55% failure rate. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, just in summary... These findings are novel because they identify traits not typically associated with military performance, showing that psychological factors mattered more than physical performance outcomes. Extroverted and optimistic is what I heard. Yes. The people who, yeah, the people with the more optimistic outlooks uh, completed the course, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I would, if you asked me about this prior to reading the study, I would have guessed that physical physical markers, athleticism, strength, all those kind of things would have had some impact and 
psychological would have I, I probably would have made it like 50 50 if mm. I had to guess like half of half of what can get you through it will be your positive attitude uh, the other half will be your physicality how strong how fast but apparently it was mostly um, or all <laughs> apparently it was all uh, mental which is interesting and I think it says a lot about you know we get questions about how do you do such and such how do you lift this much weight how do you do this uh, movement or trick sometimes it's just purely thinking you can do it yeah I love putting a heavy deadlift under somebody where I'm like no you I know that they can do this and they literally don't move it at all they get up underneath it you know Mm -hmm. and then we take 10 pounds off Mm -hmm. or they just see it and they pick it up like it flies off the floor yeah it, a lot of a lot of strength, speed, uh, all that stuff is in your head. A lot of the times, especially on strength, I feel like that's probably the most mental one. Mm-hmm. Is you know if you pick up a weight and it feels heavy to you, and you go, "Well, I can't lift it because it feels heavy." That's not the case. Yeah, you maybe could. You have to be, I guess, crazy enough to try it a lot I think of the I time. Pick up a car. That's a yeah. I think I could too. I think I could too. What car would you pick up? I'd pick up a I'd pick up a Corvette. Really, a Corvette? I'd give you more of a Toyota Corolla type of a vibe, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not like that's your vibes, but like if I was watching you lift something, you'd want to lift a Corvette, like a black or red Corvette. I can't believe you just said I had Corolla vibes. Never have I been so. <laughs> Shout out to the listeners with Corollas. I want to watch this documentary, and I hope that you do too. All right, so it's an article. I ha- I watched the preview of this documentary, which I'm probably going to view this weekend because I'm so interested, and I've always wanted to be a gymnast. Like when mm-hmm. people go, if you were in the Summer Olympics, where would you compete? I'd be a part of the gymnastics team. Funny enough, I actually, I think I probably would go gymnastics as well. I would think you would too. I could totally see you doing an iron cross I and busting all that out. I really wish I would have found gymnastics like as a kid. <laughs> do your thing because you do the hand flip so well. <laughs> you do it so well. You're right. Natural. He, you would be a ribbon competitor. Like oh, the man. <laughs> yeah, I'd be that guy. <laughs> yeah, but jacked. I'd be yeah, jacked a with jacked a ribbon. ribbon. Yeah. All right. So Cosmopolitan Magazine released an article that said you should watch Athlete A. That's the title of the documentary. If you think you know everything about the USA gymnastics scandal, it's a powerful documentary and a reminder of how organizations can perpetuate abuse. So here's the remnants of it. And back in 2017, I was absolutely horrified. This is the um, writer. To hear from gymnasts who came forward with allegations of abuse by team doctor Larry Nasser. And as more information came out over the next few months, I watched with admiration as athletes like Allie Raceman and Simone Biles spoke up against a system that enabled someone to abuse them. I kept up with all the headlines at the time and thought I knew what there was to know about this scandal. Then I watched Netflix's new documentary Athlete A and realized how much deeper the issue was than just one person always is. Always yeah. is. As a quick yeah. recap, in 2016, the Indianapolis Star, very small uh, publisher, published a story in which former gymnast Rachel Den Hollander, Den Hollander came forward with allegations of abuse against Nasser, who was the go-to doctor for gymnastics and gymnasts, including the Olympic team. 
The situation grew from there and became not only a legal battle, but also a total reckoning within the gymnastics community. Throughout Nasser's trial, 265 women came forward to accuse him of sexual assault. That number gives me chills because then you know, oh, this is an issue. <laughs> that yeah. gets hands down an issue. That's uh, that's a massive amount of... That's huge, of young girls. Jesus. He pleaded guilty and is currently serving time in jail for those crimes. Athlete A tracks the story from an early allegation of abuse that USA Gymnastics swept under the rug. This is, um, I don't know what the word, term is, but that ha- every single time I watch a documentary or read about this, everything was swept under. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad things are coming um, out of the surface or underneath the rug. Even if you knew all that already, this documentary is still infinitely worth watching. It'll show you how the U.S. Gymnastics Team organization did pretty much everything it could to keep these allegations from coming out to light. From someone who doesn't follow gymnastics all the time, boo, that was one of the most shocking parts of this documentary. There were far too many adults who let this abuse happen for years, and watching all of them in this documentary will make you so angry. The doc also proves how deeply rooted this problem is within the whole sport, not just with one man. Woo! Man, what a sick fuck. Hey, uh, <laughs> I, I keep telling you to watch that Jeffrey Epstein documentary, Yeah, too. that's the other one. Uh, I've, I've had several discussions. I've been told about it. I'm planning on so watching it. So good. But, uh, yeah, I've heard about the, you know, him basically... We all as humans... Trafficking young women unreal. for these rich... Ugh, thousands. Ugh. Thousands. By the end of the documentary, there's this pyramid of what the girls that wouldn't do sexual acts. They ended up becoming recruiters that he would pay, he and his wife, and other men. Like, this is a man who if, is affiliated with Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, all of those men. If you think nothing, they didn't know about this stuff, I think you're very ignorant. If I had to guess, uh, they were involved in some way. I would as when they're like judge, yes. Photo or video evidence of uh, mm-hmm. Clinton being on his island. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker had an island. An you know? island. And then nuts. Where people couldn't escape. And there's two girls that come forward like they were there and they couldn't escape. Yeah. Jesus so Christ. I'm going to watch this documentary and I'm going to learn it should be about this situation. I'm ready for... Just disgusting creatures. Well, Ugh. as humans, if you get away with behavior, you're going to keep doing it. This is yeah. just to the nth degree of behavior that he got away with and people kind of helped him get away with. Ugh. You didn't watch the morning show yet, did you? With Steve Carell, Jennifer Aniston, and Reese mm. Witherspoon. Um, it's on Apple TV, and it's a phenomenal show about it is a story like this where everybody in the newsroom was mm. knowing that he was doing stuff, Steve Carell's character, and he's a not a he plays the part so well. But mm. come on, Tyler, get on all the watching. I know. I pretty much exclusively watch battle rap now. There's a very good one that I'm excited for today. Is it one. like a pay per view one again? No. This do they one's get free like costumes? They do costumes. Yeah, I would like to see that. Again, battle rap has replaced like wrestling for me because it's sim- it it's similar. <sighs> Guys have catchphrases and they wear certain things. I'm not gonna make fun of you right now on either one of those things. <laughs> Fuck Go. you, man. All right. Yeah. Next up. <laughs> What is a simple truth about exercise that most people ignore? I want to guess. I want to guess. 
simple truth about exercise that most people ignore. Well, no. Simple. Yeah, no guess. Just what do you think? Okay, what do I think? I think um, how much time and effort's involved in it. A simple truth. That's how not much simple. How much time and effort you're going to have to put in. Yeah. Is often ignored. Yeah. You think. Okay. What's the answer? What is the article? There's what no is it? correct answer. Um, it was just a general question posted. And this guy, Chris Vargel. Um, what a last name. Yeah. I And I agree with uh, his answer is how 90% of the details matter very little. Ooh. Um, but for you the most, say everything matters. Everything, yes, it does matter. But there are, are differing degrees to which things matter, right? So uh, the way he puts it is training hard, eating a healthy uh high protein diet sleeping enough sleeping well and not stressing the fuck out will provide 90% of the available results agreed I do agree with that I would say that that's pretty much how it goes if you nail down those basic things that's pretty much you're on your way at that point it's just going to be time diligence consistency you know staying on the path but people can make things a little more you know People will put their attention on things that don't matter as much. Like, what supplement should I take? That's a common question that... That people ask at the beginning. At the very beginning, I'm which like, is... Been, I'm sorry, did I miss your Olympic debut that mm-hmm. you're training for mm-hmm. all of a sudden? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Did we miss in the goals conversation where you were like, yeah, I'm planning on doing this bodybuilding competition next mm-hmm. month for my supplemental use? Yeah. I would also... Um, a simple truth, I would say, uh, for me, the truth I arrived at over time was that focusing on the process was more effective than focusing on the end outcome. point yeah, yeah. or the outcome. Yeah, so complete. I think trusting the process is right. where people get we get in our heads about it. And mm-hmm. you're you're right. Like most of clients and athletes, you're like this and this, and they start seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always that plateau point, six months or a year, where they're like, oh, I have to keep doing it and work mm-hmm. harder mm-hmm. to get more results. Yeah, it's a thing, but you're right. The little things, everything matters to a point, but you're right. Yeah, the basics will take you most of the way. Make sure you're improving. You're training hard. That's Make sure key, you work hard. Way. Yeah. I, I had this discussion yesterday about the idea that workouts uh should be fun <laughs> i've I've ranted about this several times at the gym fun for what why i think that depends on the goal if the person's like i want to um if they don't have <laughs> i don't know where i would set up that goal i mean fun is not like a virtue in and of itself it's not you know because it's not fun doesn't mean it's not a rewarding experience. Ooh, preach, Tyler. In fact, I think working and out is... Keep going. <laughs> working and out. What the fuck? It just happened. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, uh, it not being fun doesn't mean you don't do it. There are experiences in life that are not fun, but that's why they're, I think, worthwhile. I think working rewarding. out is one of those things. It's not something that you are going to enjoy while you're doing it most of the time because it fucking hurts. I, I think a great analogy is if you're somebody who is an entrepreneur starting a business and your goals are like that with fitness. Like if you're like, 
I want to start a business. I want to work myself. I want it to be successful. And then mm-hmm. your goals are like, I want to lose body fat. I want to be strong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if your uh, work goals are, I want to have fun with what I'm doing and clock in and clock out and enjoy it, then that's what your workout regimen will look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to each its own. But if you're wanting something more and something else, yeah, it's going to be hard and it should feel hard. Yeah. It's supposed to be hard, guys. I love it. You got work. our myth, buddy. It's called a workout. Yeah. So it's supposed to be work. Yeah. But some people still call it exercise. So maybe those are those people. I got a product for you to try, by the way. I posted it. And since you never look at anything, I'm going to show you okay. what you're going to try because everybody's excited to watch you try it. I actually have a client who has one. And you put this little strap. It's called a P-Volve. And, you know, you got some hips, painful and distracting. And you're going to be doing these. Hey, <laughs> no way in hell. Yeah, you are. You're going to be what squatting f- down with that. I got a client who's got one for us that we can put it on you. Man. Squats. Oh, the things I've done since I've been in Los Angeles. <laughs> All right. Let's bust it. All right. So the myth. Yeah. Uh, long distance runners. They're smaller, Ty. Or long distance running makes you skinny. Sprinting helps you be more muscular. I know, Benji. So, um, again, it's like a what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? Is it genetics at play or, or the environment? Ooh. In other words, how they train. Um, I'm going to argue that it's more so genetics when you look at uh, Olympic level running. Yeah. Both long distance and short distance. The short distance guys are usually jacked. Yeah. Usually. The long distance guys are usually skinny. Yeah. Right? Uh, that is because fast twitch muscle fibers, which also help you run faster, have, I believe, if I remember right, double the potential for growth mm-hmm. that, that slow twitch muscle fibers do. So these guys who are sprinting, because they are built better for sprinting, they're also built better for being more muscular. Yeah, and having right? double the size. And double the size. They literally, from the time they came out of the womb, were destined to be more muscular than most other people will ever be. They're, that's also why when you see them introducing the runners of long distance, they're all from the same country. <laughs> Genetics matters, people. Yeah, it's the culture of wherever that's from, and there's same even, with the sprinters. Yeah, there's even like African, like um, a lot of the best long distance runners are from Africa. A lot of the best short distance are from Jamaica. We have a lot of good sprinters in our history, especially female hundred dash uh, in America. American mm-hmm. sprinters are very talented. Yeah, we did. It's because of also American sports where sprinters can go into. Yeah, yeah. So, but again. Uh, it's not necessarily that the running itself. in and of itself by itself is making them appear that way. It's That's a part of it. But those long distance runners who can run, I don't know, a 5K in an obscene amount of time, obscenely short amount of time, they, they're built to do it. They have, they have more slow twitch muscle fibers that allows them to keep going for it's longer. The cards they're dealt. It's the cards they're dealt. So yes. they're gonna do what they can. They're gonna play their best hand with the cards mm-hmm. they're dealt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. Th- I wonder what would happen with a, ooh, a genetically predisposed body of long distance running. We should do an experiment ourselves. Like I would consider 
who do we consider somebody we know that's more sprinter versus more long distance running frame? I think I'm more sprinter built. Agreed. And then uh, who's a more long distance kind of Kristen? Mm-hmm. She's also got so much strength and power. She is very strong. I don't know if we know anybody. Kristen's that's... a well-rounded athlete. Yeah. I don't uh, know if we know anybody that's like. What about members? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of. Anybody that we're like, oh, you're definitely, you could run for two days. <laughs> Forrest Gump, we need to do that. You know who uh, we used to have like that was uh, James. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. James, he soccer worked with player. us for a little while. Yeah, soccer player. He could run two miles in 14, under 14 minutes, Ugh, I think it was. makes me want to throw up thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, he would just get on the treadmill and just go. And I'm like, Holy shit, dude. The amount of mental capacity to do (laughs) that, just keep, to be at that level and just be like, oh, this is how it's going to feel for Mm -hmm. 14 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, that's another part of the long distance thing is being comfortable having, you know, being at 80 and 90% of your maximum heart rate for that. That's where you're going to be. You're not going to, if you're running, you're not going to be, you're going to be out of breath. So you kind of just have to time. Yeah. You just got to deal with it. I ran a mile a day. I learned so much today in such a short time. Like, I feel like we have so much energy. It's morning time. It's different for us. So I have my coffee still going as opposed to alcohol. So I think we're just hitting it. We're living our best life right now. We are. This one will be short and sweet. Did you have anything else? No. Is that everything? That was brilliant. Just here to inform you. Short and sweet, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, Tell your friends. Thank you for liking. Thank you so much for even listening to us talk because like, we love doing this. Yep. Like, subscribe, share, all the things. Tell a friend. Please and thank you. Give us you. questions and comments on our yeah. pages. That helps. Yeah. Reach out to Cricket because I don't, I don't tell. <laughs> It'll be me. It'll be Cricket. Thank you. All right, folks. We're jocks at heart. Bench warmers in reality. We'll see you next week.